26.2 miles of pain and joy. Also known as thank you so much for getting me over the New York City Marathon finish line. The 2021 New York Marathon was not the capstone experience I had hoped it would be. Having run my first marathon through the streets of New York barely a month after 9-11, I was hoping that this one would be a joyous romp through the five boroughs to celebrate the fading of the pandemic. For me, it was not. Running 26 miles and further is always a physical test that magnifies any slight problem. This time, although I made sure to eat the foods I usually eat before a race, and the same exactly as before my last two marathons, my digestive system decided not to cooperate. So, instead of clicking into a groove around mile five or six, it became clear to me that the lump in my stomach was not going to resolve into useful fuel, but rather gurgle around as painful gas. That left me staring down 20 miles of painful, tight, constrictive roadway. But I finished, and that's thanks to you. The other reason I finished was that I'd prepared for the race. I knew my legs could carry me around. Training for long-distance running gives you a bizarrely acute sense of your own injuries and fitness. I might not run the race as fast as I was hoping, but I knew I'd make it as long as I didn't stop. So I was running this not only for myself, but for you, family, friends, acquaintances. I was running for Dayenu, a Jewish call to climate action, to which an eclectic group of wonderful folk had donated about $2,000 to fight climate change in my honour, and I wasn't about to let them down. And also, strangely, as it turns out, I was running for total strangers. Around the 20-mile mark, near the Western Beef supermarket in the Bronx, I heard an older runner talking to the runner next to him. My body is full of pain, but my head is all joy. It was a beautiful moment of zen. At that point, I had already been running for miles on willpower alone, under the bright blue skies. I tried to move into my head, towards the joy, and away from my legs and stomach, where the pain was. I stopped looking at my watch or paying attention to the ever more spread out mile markers. I put myself out to embrace the joy the occasion, the random love of the crowds. And that worked for a while. And in the print piece, you can see the embedded video, which is where I'm running at that moment, barely catching up to walking marathoners. After I didn't do so for my first marathon, for every subsequent marathon, I've always worn my name on my shirt. A name means that people in the crowd can shout it, which is surprisingly powerful. Even though you know they don't know you, and even though they know they don't know you, there's so much power to hearing your name being used as a token of encouragement. Come on, Dan, you've got this. Nearly there, Dan the man. Come on, Dan, you're looking great. <laughs> Dear reader, I really wasn't. It felt authentic. They weren't real in the sense that these people knew me and wished me well, but they were real in the sense that they knew my name and they wished me well. Writing my name on my shirt was just a way of me reaching out and 
giving the people in the crowd a way to help me. If only all social media and society was encouraging to random strangers as the New York Marathon crowd. And if only all posters on social media had to put in the training that marathon runners put in. This was the New York Marathon's 50th iteration with the tagline, 50 years running. My friend Danny and I had amended that for our own use to 50 years, comma, running. I'd always been physically able and found challenges like the marathon, if not easy, then at least simply manageable. This wasn't that. It was an extended time frame of humility. There were lots of encouraging and funny signs around the course. One of them said, There will be a day when you can't run marathons anymore. This is not that day. And it wasn't.